Now it's my pleasure to bring in the longtime Gator volleyball coach, Mary Wise. Their season cranks up here in just a few days. Mary, always a pleasure. How are you? I'm good, Steve. You kind of emphasized that long time, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> I meant that in the best way, Mary. I hope you know that. Um, <laughs> uh, let's talk about your team. Uh, I, I yeah. know we t- talked a few weeks ago, and you were very, very high on this team. You've practiced more with them now. Gator fans had a chance to see your team uh, in an exhibition, but if they haven't yet, what are they in store for? Well, I, I, uh, back to that exhibition against Stetson that was on Sunday. Uh, Steve had such a great crowd. Yes. It's, really, it's a fascinating time in women's athletics with, a, with you know, TV opportunities and attendance. Um, not often do I brag on another um, program, but I, I have to opportunity, you know, when we played at Wisconsin a year ago and had over, um, that played in front of over 10,000 folks, it set, kind of set the um, the bar. It did set the bar. It was a new attendance record, and now it's everyone trying to, to beat each other. Um, I, I do believe um, Nebraska playing an exhibition in their football stadium um, I believe it's next week, may set that record that, wow. um, that will stand for a while. But, but how it's just such an exciting time to be a female athlete and, and especially a female volleyball player because of attendance and, and t- television. As I said, our national championship is going to be televised live on ABC come December. But to our team, what did those folks that the great turnout that we had Sunday or those folks that couldn't make it, um, you can't talk about our team without talking about our quarterback, Alexis Stuckey. Uh, as a freshman, All-American setter, uh, now in her second year, she does some really special things with the ball of the likes you just don't see in college volleyball players. And she's awfully special. So that's the second contact, but that first contact is anchored by our four-year starting libero, Ellie McKissick um, from Orlando. So I think folks know Ellie and and Alexis. And then it's about those point scorers, whether they are um, on the outside. We start with A.C. Fitzpatrick, um, a Trinity Catholic uh, grad who went to uh, Penn State and transferred in, and she has had a really good year since she's, she transferred in. But but Sophia Victoria in, in her senior year, those two, two seniors. We have six seniors, Steve. Makes my life. <laughs> um, so much easier when you've got we've got that senior leadership. Yep. So um, uh, our middles, we have the three, four, perhaps four players in the middle, and um, really excited about their potential. Um, we, we've got some work to do there, just because of lack of experience. But I know in time of if you watch a Florida team, you know we'll be able to block and we'll do that well. Um, and then the, the player that I think uh, folks that saw us play last. Spring, we scrimmaged UCF in in the Odom, and again had a really good turnout for them. Uh, Kennedy Martin, she's six foot seven, and as you know, can't coach height, and she just can hit over people. Her dad, it's kind of cool. Her dad was a wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, and uh, we're we're glad that she didn't choose football. We're glad that (laughs) they had it. They actually had all daughters, um, but. Kennedy is a is a really unique talent. So, I do think um, this is a group who is um, I don't know who the crazy person who set the schedule up for is challenging and it is brutal. But you know we're going to learn so much and have a better sense of where we are and come um, when we get to the SEC. 
uh, well, that, that person who set up the brutal schedule, uh, for those who don't know, three top ten teams in the first four matches in Penn State, Minnesota, and Stanford. But, Mary, I, I, you know, as long as you've done this, I mean, I, I think that's great because you, you do get to know more about your team when you face better competition. That's, that's the whole idea, right? No question. Um, it just, it's a balancing act because, you know, women's volleyball relies still so heavily on the RPI. You gotta, you know, it's great to play those teams. You gotta, you gotta find wins as well. True. Um, and, you know, for, for NCAA tournament, but I rather do it this way. I think you ask our alums and ask them years later, what are matches that they remember? And how often they will be some of those special non-conference matches. I certainly remember SEC championships and NCAA tournament, no question. But beyond that, some of those big-time non-conference matches that are just so much fun to play. Um, I've been really wanting to ask you this for a while, Mary. You've done well because you've been at Florida and you've been here. What are the biggest changes you have seen in the sport? from the time you arrived here to now? Yeah, I, I love the question. Because of the popularity of girls volleyball, it is now, it has become the, the number one team sport for girls in high school. Um, you know, that wasn't the case when we first got, got here. It was, you know, basketball was the number one team sport. And, and now volleyball is more girls play volleyball than any other sport. And because of that, we're getting better and better athletes playing the game and they're playing it at such a higher level. I know we've got folks in this community who's, who maybe they know uh, young girls that are part of the club system. And you go to these tournaments where there's 170 courts in these convention centers and just, you know, the hundreds and hundreds of girls playing uh, any weekend, anywhere. And as a result, we're getting better athletes, playing the game at a higher level, and that transcends to better play in the college level. Last question for you. I always ask about the league, uh, you know, Kentucky, you, the favorites. But as you as you look at the, the uh, SEC universe volleyball-wise, what do you see? That, that might be the other big difference um, since we've, we've – uh, arrived many years ago is just the the resources that have been put into volleyball programs throughout the league and that you see it and who they hired and and the facility upgrades and all and there's just you can't play a team in the league who doesn't have a great player there's just so much talent to go around and fortunately in a couple years all that talent can't go to Texas. <laughs> There's a lot there. Um, <laughs> and boy, is the SEC going to get tough when, when Texas and Oklahoma and Vanderbilt. How about this, Steve? Vanderbilt. Yes. It's going to add a team. Yep. Yes. Now, unfortunately, they won't uh, play until 25 because they have to build uh, a, a playing facility. But it has been the most convoluted, frustrating conference schedules because of an odd number of teams four years and finally come 25 the 
uh, SEC volleyball will have even number of teams. I have no idea what the schedule looks like. They have it. You know, they're still working it through. I imagine we'll probably have to go through some sort of divisions. But when I look at the SEC and look at our footprint and, and so excited about the quality of the teams that are in the league, the quality of the teams that will be coming into the league, it, it is such a great time to be in this sport and in the SEC. You know, I, I admire this, and I'm not saying this because you're here, but you know, for somebody who has done something uh, as long as you have, your enthusiasm is infectious. And I mean, it, it's it's fun to hear you, you know, after all these years, have the love for the game, you know, recruiting, you know, coaching the kids up. It's it's really with all this negative stuff going on in sports. Sometimes you forget the positives. So. From me to you, thank you for that because that's refreshing to hear. I appreciate that, Stephen. I know that um, the talk of the, the land is the portal and NIL and what that's doing to college athletics. But we just had a luncheon with all the um, the coaching staff um, that that's got, that Scott had for us um, in the Heavener Center. And you look around and you just know that at the end of the day, it's about the relationships that this profession allows you to have with college athletes and seeing who they are as people when they come in at, at 17 and 18 and, and who they grow into as adults, that that part hasn't changed. That no matter what sport you're talking about, no matter what decade or decades for, for some of us, um, with all the changes, good or bad, to athletics, at the end of the day, it's about the relationships that are formed with your athletes that are that grow even stronger once they become alums. You bet. Gators open up against number eight Penn State Friday in Tampa. Then they'll play South Florida uh, in Tampa Saturday. And then Stanford and Minnesota come up the following week, but we'll just worry about what's coming up this weekend. Mary, I always appreciate you. Good luck, and we'll get you back as the season goes on. Thanks for taking the time. Appreciate it, Steve. All the best to you.